Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, everybody, it's a Tuesday. And a great Tuesday uh, it is. You know why? Stu's here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Stu's here. And he said, like, seven words. Only on Tuesdays. <laughs> I a, limit to seven words on Tuesdays. It's a Stu seven-word Tuesday on the Glenn Beck Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's great. People have been waiting for it. Um, so we talk about... War, nuclear war, what's happening in uh, Ukraine and Russia, and why is the Pope doing something that he's doing uh, this coming Friday? What Catholics uh, should be paying attention to. It's kind of a big deal uh, in the Catholic world if the Pope is actually Catholic. You know the old saying, is the Pope Catholic? I don't know. I don't know. This one? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> um, that's uh, it's a new saying. Yeah, it's a new saying. Um, by the way, uh, we also talk about Peter Schweizer, and he's in the news today uh, about a possible indictment of Hunter Biden. It's, uh, we're going to have him on uh, Stu Does America tonight. It's about his father. Yeah. Um, well, still, though, that yeah, yeah, these yeah, things yeah, yeah. take steps, and it's important to, to follow this uh, and make sure it progresses. I'm going to talk to him on Stu Does America tonight. I, I'll probably only say like seven words again, but I'll just let him go be because he knows this stuff better than anybody. Yeah, that's uh, tonight on Stu Does America. Tomorrow night on my Wednesday night special, we are going to talk about the future of your money digital currency what the fed and the treasury are actually planning right now and what it means to your future here's a podcast you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program Disney. Oh, boy. There is a new CEO. His name is Bob Chappick, and he is apparently somewhat of a conservative. I, I don't think that he's conservative conservative, but for Disney and Hollywood, he's like, I don't know, Genghis Khan. <laughs> uh, Who I don't think was really conservative. That's right. a whole other thing. Uh, and uh, uh, Bob wanted to take the company uh, after taking it over from Bob Iger. He was like, let's stay out of politics. Enough of this. Enough of this. Well, mm -mm. you can't do that to a company like Disney, who has let uh, the left just run roughshod over all of the company. They control the company now. So he wasn't going to take a public stand against the Florida legislation that would uh, stop classroom orientation and gender identity conversations in kindergarten, the third grade, and give parents the right to say, uh-uh, no. Uh, but that wasn't, no, no, that's not Disney enough. And so the employees started to really have a, a problem. He immediately gave $5 million to, you know, <laughs> some LGBTQI2+. plus. have to buy your hall pass. Yeah, mm -hmm. he tried. And that's mm -hmm. not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Never enough. Nope. 
He apologized. Now he's going on a listening tour oh, of gay, God. transgender, and non-binary employees. Listening tour. I know. I know. So, I mean, how dumb is this civilization at this point? Uh, what do you mean a listening tour? Like you don't know anything about these topics? No, he's I just, don't understand. No, he's just he's being punished. Yes, That's what it he's is. Being he's punished. being punished publicly, being trod out and a square, and having him be yelled at. And none of these things mean the things they're they're publicly designed no. to mean. Like no. the five million dollar payment isn't even. People would say, "Oh, you're just trying to pay off this organization to to to, uh, to you know give you a pass." Yeah, that's not even really what it is. <laughs> what it is is a hope that they will go after somebody else. You are paying oh, yeah. them okay. so they go after the next company instead of you. There's no indication. Nobody believes. That they're going to stop doing these irrational things and, yeah. and trying to close down companies because they didn't support some bill that says the opposite of what they claim it does. Pat Gray is joining us from Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat, we're talking about uh, Disney uh, having their big meeting and uh, boy, they're, the liberals are very upset and they are they are absolutely in cr- control now of Disney and everything, the parks and everything else. Uh, conservatives have finally come out uh, as a coalition and they've said they've had enough. They're saying this is a hostile work environment uh, mm. and um, they're called names. They're ridiculed by the other staff members and they said enough is enough. Wow. Yeah. So the employees have had enough. No, the conservative employees. Yeah. It's Bob and Steve and I think Kathy. <laughs> no, Kathy's she's very liberal. She's, she's very liberal. Very okay. liberal. Yeah. So no, there are the, you know, <laughs> there are enough conservatives, not enough to balance it, uh, I'm sure, but there are a lot of conservatives that are just keeping their mouth shut and now the conservatives are not keeping their mouth shut. Did this start with the Buzz Lightyear thing where they where they reinserted the same-sex kiss? No. Was it part uh, of that? No. No, no. Okay. That was in response. That was uh, like, okay, we're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We'll Yeah. Yeah, because the liberal or the woke uh employees at Disney were pissed off that they took it out. Yeah. I th- when people heard it was in, there was some uproar. And then they took it out, and then there was uproar apparently from employees at Disney, and they put it back in. Yeah. Well, this is uh, interesting because, I mean, is it time ever to just say I'm not going to Disney? Because I won't. I think it is time. I won't go to Disney anymore. <laughs> I, you know me. I am. I, I was, you love Disney. I love. You're a Disney file. Yes, I am. And mm-hmm. I love it. Love it. Love it. I love the history I of it. Too. I love the imagination of it. Uh, you know, I love everything about it. I will not take my kids there. Now, I'm lucky because my kids are Yeah, nice convenient boycott when your kids turn 20. (laughs) No, it is. (laughs) You know me, though. Pat, I go there by myself. Oh, you are. You're that guy. For sure. I mean, I go by myself. Um, I will not do it anymore. I I think Disney has become... uh, I mean, this is what happens when you don't focus on business. You focus on politics. Mm-hmm. You have they have placated mm-hmm. and placated and placated. They've lost control of their company. Yeah. So now yeah, they, they have. now the CEO doesn't run the company. The employees run the company. And I don't think that's going to be good for business. So let me ask you this. This is an honest question. Because I think we talk about this stuff and we simplify <laughs> it, oversimplify it. 
as you you just talked about your solution was they stopped talk, thinking about business they just started thinking about politics there are definitely companies that that work that way right that mm-hmm. that just are like legitimately political organizations just making mm-hmm. donations and that's what mm-hmm. they want to do they're super woke there are a lot of companies however that are just thinking about business and when they think about business this is not defending this but i'm just giving you the actual thoughts of these ceos they see these things pop up they realize it's going to be a problem for them and they just want it to go away so if you're a company like disney which is filled with liberals filled with them i mean this is a creative company there are tons and tons and tons and tons of liberals working at disney correct when they they actually decided to put in a ceo who was relatively conservative who wanted to implement a policy of neutrality neutrality no politics like coinbase did right yeah Uh, is that bob chapik you're talking about yes he wanted to institute a policy of neutrality he did that's why they didn't respond he has not done well with that since this is why they didn't immediately (laughs) respond to the don't say gay thing though and they didn't come out strongly opposed to it like you kind of Mm. would expect from disney supposedly at least the reporting is on this that they decided not to say anything about it because it's not our business we're freaking you know theme park company right we're making movies there's no reason for us to do do this that was their internal thought their employees revolted right their employees basically said we're shutting down your entire company if you if you go this direction so then they started throwing money at everybody yeah. and everything else. Unreal. So how do you manage this as you, a CEO? Well, you don't. Do you? That, that's at the death throes. You're mm. now, you've yeah. lost your company. You've right. lost your company. Sure. So all of these companies that went down this road and are mm. going down this road. And, you know, I don't know. Is Coca-Cola doing it because they actually believe it? I think they do. I think they're part. Well, I know they are. They're big part of the Great Reset. So they buy into it 110 percent. Um, you know, so I don't think you're going to they're not going to worry about it when they lose control of their company. Um, but Disney has lost control. And if you want a company that just stays out of everything and is not about politics, it may be too late. It may be too late. You know, well, Joe you Rogan Spotify. Is, what Joe Rogan? They've held the line though on Joe Rogan. But they, did you hear the what Joe were insisting Rogan, he go? Did you hear what Joe Rogan said just last week? Uh, he's not going to have Donald Trump on. He's not going to talk about politics anymore. I didn't hear that. He, yeah, he doesn't. He said he's wanna, not going to talk politics anymore. He's not going to talk politics anymore. And oh, you know, part of it is so he's caving. Well, I don't know. He said, I don't want to be that guy. And boy, do I relate to that. (laughs) I don't want to be that guy uh, where uh, I I just want to be an observer. I don't want to be the guy that's, you know, pushing Mm -hmm. for one thing or another. Well, that doesn't mean you stop talking about politics. That means you have Joe Biden on and Donald Trump on that. That's what that is. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, But that's the kind of thing he was doing. Exactly right. right. But he was not going to do that anymore. Okay. He's going to stay out. Well, and, and again, I think it's always been what's interested him, right? Like he had, if I remember right, Andrew Yang on, I think yeah. maybe Tulsi think Gabbard, did, yeah. but he didn't have every yeah. Democrat on. He had Bernie Sanders on, in fact, endorsed yeah. Bernie Sanders. Um, but he also, <laughs> can you believe which that? Is a guy who endorsed <laughs> Bernie Sanders is in this position now. I mean, think about what the right wing is right now. The right Unreal. wing is a guy who endorsed Bernie Sanders and Tulsi Gabbard, a guy who ran the campaign for Bernie Sanders in Hawaii. <laughs> right. Yeah, those, now, these are hardcore conservatives wow. now. That's where we are in this world. 
It, and uh, Russell Brand. And Russell Brand. <laughs> One of the most extreme leftists and Bill Maher. of the 2000s. <laughs> Bill yeah. Maher, the guy who like led it's liberalism incredible. for 20 years, is now a conservative too. It's apparently. incredible. But this uh, is you how know far what? they've moved. I think I could hang out with both of those guys and yeah. we get along yeah. right now. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah. shows you. Because they have you. some common sense. Right. They, they, That's all you need is some common sense. Right. Just it's, a little bit. Not all of it. it. Is, no. You don't need all of it. No. No, just a little bit of it. It's it a is, modicum. It's crazy. Modicum. It is crazy how how nuts it has truly become to where, uh, what was it I was reading in, uh, oh, uh, the the New York Times. The, did, did you see what, what happened with, um, uh, with Candace Owen? I don't know. Oh, this is fantastic. So Candace gets a note from the uh, New York Times, and the New York Times says, Hi, I'm writing from the New York Times. We're working on a story about Russian messaging that includes some of your comments. We note that you advance the idea that Ukraine was a corrupt country, which matched comments we've seen from Russia state what? media. Oh, wow. That's a real shot on a limb on that one. I'm wondering if you have any context to further comment to add about your comparison. My We're finalizing gosh. the story today. So she wrote back, I'm really confused by this email. I learned about the idea that Ukraine was a corrupt country. From the New York Times. <laughs> you guys have covered the corruption of Ukraine extensively for years. Uh, as just one example, here's a piece from the New York Times editorial board entitled Ukraine's Unyielding Corruption. <laughs> I educated myself about both the neo-Nazi problem in Ukraine and the unyielding corruption by reading your newspaper, not Russian state media. Is there something specific I said that was different than what you guys have written about in the past? Uh, for, more, for more good measure, here are some uh, more past articles written from reputable sources over the past few years about the corruption and neo-Nazi problem in Ukraine. For clarity, are you now suggesting that the Western media covered extensively over the last few years is now just Russian propaganda? So are you suggesting mm. all of these articles were sponsored by Russia state media? Again, I'd love to provide you with a quote for the article. I just want to be clear regarding what you uh, what you mean when you say I'm advancing ideas that Ukraine was a corrupt country when, in fact, I got all of my ideas from your publication. Brilliant. <laughs> but other than that, so good. Other than that, but, but they, but they, so it's good. it's it's as if they all have Alzheimer's. Yeah, it's as yeah. if they all literally don't remember. What they were saying just yesterday, right? Because Ukraine can be the good guys in a war that was were attacked uh, across their borders, and also and still be a corrupt, corrupt country, which they are. Which Correct. they are. They have Correct. tons. I mean, it's it's almost a joke that Ukraine was I so mean, corrupt. The whole reason <clears throat> Zelensky got elected was because his entire platform was fighting the unending corruption in the country. Yeah, right? but look at some of the moves he's made recently. And like, right, and there's he co he's combined not, all their media he's into one. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, there's no there's no reason to argue he's a saint either. Again, not. if you're getting attacked, right, mm -hmm. you're going to do all sorts of different things. 
it, it, all, the only thing we can say about Zelensky in this period, it, to my mind, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is that he has handled the public-facing part of this war well. Yes. He has, he yeah, has yeah. done exactly a right. good job messaging to his people and yep. to the world yep. uh, about no that, this particular yep. uh, conflict. That's yep. about what we can say. No, and we can say that they seem to be fighting well. They yeah. seem to be fighting well. And, and like, look, is he a great military tactician? I doubt it. He might be. But, I mean, they are fighting really well and strongly. And if these reports, even from Russia, are correct, yeah. that's true. Uh, all right. Back in just a minute. Thank you, Pat Gray. Uh, from- we should mention, by the way, the brand new feature for Blaze TV subscribers with Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat, how, how does this work? This is every day, right? It is every day. Yeah. Uh, Pat Gray overtime. Nice. Right yeah. after the show. Yeah, yeah. Right after the show. This is big. Uh, well, it's, you know, it's not live, so it's posted separately. So just look for it where you find the podcast. Okay. Mm. For Blaze TV subscribers. I do my overtime yes. just on Facebook. So it's, so it's just huh. out there immediately. Really? Might, yeah. That's what really? I might do. So Isn't that cool? I might do. Aren't I might cool? just do I wonder that. if you have some say so. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn to get uh, the Pat Gray Unleashed Overtime. Brand yeah. new starting today. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. This is the Glenn Beck program. Let me give you one more story on Wednesday. That's tomorrow night, 9 p.m. I My Wednesday night special is on the U.S. dollar and what you need to know about what is coming. Um, and honestly, I don't I really don't care what other people think. I don't do this show to for people who do not listen to the show. I do this show for people who listen and people who are smart enough to do their own homework and understand just because I say it doesn't make it so. Um, we don't deal in conspiracy theories on this program. We deal with facts. And we will tomorrow give you the facts of the new digital dollar that will be unveiled by our Treasury Department and what it means to you. I don't give a flying crap what anybody says you need the information. Everybody else can, you know, make it on their own, I guess, when they get there. That is tomorrow. But I just want to give you a real quick reason why you should pay attention to this uh, tomorrow. I just told you that um, uh, it looks like um, the Fed is going to increase the, um, the interest rate, not by another quarter they're now talking about 1.9% uh, over the year. That will almost cripple us. How much is it, Stu, per point? Was it? So every point was the, the interest rates go up on our national debt. It costs us $30 trillion over 30 years, which is the same amount we would spend on our entire national defense over that time period. So if you think about essentially... Every time you hear that point goes up by just one point, we're adding an entire new U.S. military to our budget. And that's just in debt. We're talking about 1.9. So that's two militaries in 30 years. And again, you are not getting anything for this, right? This is not like we're actually getting our defense doesn't get twice as good. You're just paying more money. Uh, to service that debt. And by the way, how do you get people to buy that much debt? 
you have to increase the interest rate to say this is what we're going to pay you for us <laughs> borrowing that amount of money. We're we're kind of at the um, we're kind of at the end here uh, of people just being able to look away from what is an absolute mess. Let me give you another story. Um, the U.S. has been extremely trigger happy with stinging economic measures and central banks may decide to diversify their portfolio of foreign reserves instead of relying heavily on the U.S. dollar, according to the co-director of the Institute for the Analysis of Global Security. This is from CNBC. Central banks are beginning to ask questions, said Gal Luft of the Washington-based think tank, adding that they are wondering if reliance on the dollar and putting all of their eggs in one basket is a smart idea. The United States has extended itself. It has been extremely trigger-happy when it comes to the use of sanctions and other economic punishments. Luft said the U.S. took unacceptable and unheard-of steps in recent weeks, such as effectively freezing central bank reserves. The overall picture is really not good. He said one in 10 countries in the world is now under some form of U.S. sanctions. It's remarkable. One in 10. That has a cumulative effect. And as a result, we see the, the dollar playing less and less of a role and portfolios in central banks. It does seem that, like, at the very least, this is going to end in some sort of Axis allies situation where yes. half very the world least. Very least. is avoiding the dollar. Yep. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like this is going to stick around for a long time. And, you know, look, this is arguably why the president is saying there's going to be a new world order, right? This is, those are his words, by the way, not mine. But he, they are believing that this is lost, it does seem like that is what the conceit is here. Well, I think he was making that point, honestly, in his first address. I mean, he he was just leading people there. Managed decline. Uh, yeah, managed yeah. decline. He was just leading people there saying, you know, the real question is whether a free democracy like ours can survive. I mean, I know the answer, but I mean, that's the real question. Can we defeat something like China, these authoritarian uh, countries that can move so quickly? Well, I think he did know the answer, and his answer is different than my answer and probably different than your answer, but not to the elites. They think the way to go is to be more like China, and that's when he said yesterday, "Have me a new world order. That's, that's what way he's more energy about. than he said it. Right, I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. He is that, that speech was like, what would happen? If someone told you you had to say like 12 paragraphs, but you could not inhale. So you have one big breath at the beginning and then you join the speech and he's like, it's <laughs> so bad. He's got nothing left, man. It's so bad. Uh, it's just so bad. So that is what uh, is um, that's what's happening now with the dollar. We'll give you all of the details on the Wednesday night special. Now, can we can we go back to uh, President Biden and uh, and Hunter? The the thing that is incredible to me is that no one is really talking about the real damage, the real damage. And will it matter if we throw Hunter Biden in jail? Because that's that's what will happen. 
the press, they'll indict him and the press will make it all about him and his scandalous pictures. And they'll make it all about, you know, crack fueled parties and everything else and make him into a bad guy and make him into a bad guy. And but make it only about him being a bad guy. They'll, yeah, they'll never make go his into the constant crack use and stealing money from all over the world and impregnating women and leaving them. They'll make that into a bad thing. <laughs> watch right. the watch the media. Right. They'll do it. You know, and we all know people have been caught in pictures having sex. We all know. Yeah, you look, no. they'll, they'll take the crack rocks that he was smoking off the the hooker's belly and make it seem bad. <laughs> and this is the sort of manipulation the media will get into. <laughs> How is this possibly happening? I don't know. And you know, you're right. What they will do, if it gets down this road and they lose control of it, they will make Hunter Biden into the sacrificial lamb. He will play the role of the you know the person who goes to a minimum security prison mm-hmm. for a year and a half yep and they will say oh you know well they'll wash their hands of it and it'll be it'll all be done there is no clearer impeachment trial than this one there's no clearer impeachment trial this is a high crime here he was taking money from other countries while in office millions while and in millions office. and millions of dollars 30 million dollars and when we say he we're not talking about hunter yeah that is what this is all in the Peter Schweizer book. It's all in the uh, in the laptop. In all the, of all of the emails you and, have. You have people confirming that worked with Hunter on these programs confirming. Yep, that's what it means. And, we're selling. We were sending money to Joe Biden and to the media's unending uh, eternal disgrace. All of this was known before the election. These are people who were coming out to national media sources before the election. And the media made up their mind that in 2016, they were all too tough on Hillary Clinton and her emails. And they were just you. You guys remember how tough they were on Hillary Clinton, right? That's literally how they saw that situation. We were tough on Hillary and that's cost her the election and Donald Trump won. This time we can't make that same mistake. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. We have to stop this from happening again. May I just say. We were talking about Disney and its problems uh, with the left right now. And they how yesterday they had a big meeting and they're going to reimagine their future. You know, that is the first time I've heard those words uh, in the last few years. And I haven't had a coronary because that's what Disney should do is reimagine things. (laughs) They're in the land of imagination. (laughs) Everybody else is reimagining the police reimagining this is my favorite this this is coming from the los angeles times listen to this the fight by the way is anybody really fighting against this uh against this judicial nominee i don't think there's a real effort yeah because there's, there's they no realize way. they're not going to they have no chance of stopping Correct. her so don't don't overplay your hand this is their theory by the way yeah don't overplay your hand don't give them a moment they're going to be able to come back okay. and say look what happened with x y and z I, in some ways don't give them a kavanaugh because yeah. that that correct created a lot of energy on the correct. right the way they acted in that so in that what's hearing. crazy is it's like th- if they're not throwing flowers at her mm-hmm. it's too much listen to this from the los angeles times 
the fight over the nomination of Judge Katanji Brown Jackson for the Supreme Court is powerful evidence that our political system is broken like never before. There's no plausible basis for opposing Jackson, who has impeccable qualifications and about whom nothing controversial has been discovered. Oh, my gosh, that's pretty Hmm. all encompassing. Yet her confirmation hearings, which begin on Monday, are likely to be highly. This is written before the hearings. Okay, likely to be highly contentious likely it's it's future news (laughs) likely uh to be uh contentious uh so here's what they found um she is unlikely to get the votes of more than a republican senator or two no she'll get Mitt romney lacking any credible basis for opposing her republicans are turning to unfair smears smears in the world of law, credentials don't get any better than hers. A graduate of Harvard College, Harvard Law School, she clerked for judges in the federal district court, blah, blah, blah. But lacking any grounds for opposition, Republicans are resorting to slime. Some are criticizing her because she worked as a public defender. <gasps> I didn't even know she worked as a public defender. Oh, my gosh. Is she going to be on the Supreme Court? I didn't know that. Did you know that, Stu? That's one of the worst things that could possibly happen to America. A public defender that's now on the Supreme Court. She represented poor people. Ah! <laughs> I've not heard one not one person, person say not that they care that she was a public defender nope. in a negative way. Nope. Why, nope. why would they? Why would I mean, it's just. Part of the legal system. We all understand it's part of the legal system. According to the Los Angeles Times, what's really going on here is that Republicans believe that they can appeal to their political base by opposing any Democratic pick for the Supreme Court, that they're willing to resort to whatever it takes. Oh, is that what Republicans do? That's exactly. Did they accuse her of rape yet? Because I I missed the uh, bulletin on that one. Have they accused her of a murder? Have they accused uh, her of a... Well, I mean, you know, I will tell you. I do hear oh, no. that Lindsey Graham is going to question her about a test she took in the fourth grade. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and we can't have somebody. Did she who, cheat on that test? She cheated on that test. Oh my gosh. She cheated on that Get test. Get her out of there. Yeah. Get her, Get out, her out. out. It was, uh, you know, her her uh, test on the, what happened on Little House on the Prairie. And, you know, she was supposed to read the book. Apparently, she didn't. Uh, and, you know. <laughs> It's because it's full of white people. Oh, okay. okay. Well, that's, and, uh, that's, that's understandable. Uh, yeah, so that's the fight we're going to have here. It's systemic fight, yeah. is what that is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. Is it just me that just is like, move on? Because you can't. It's hard to not feel that way. I mean, they have to push they have back to do a their little job. bit. But I, 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 I don't think, I, it does not feel like a real effort. No. If you're looking for a full out you know, not Kavanaugh-like, because no, no one on the right wants a Kavanaugh-like attack, but at least a serious pushback and an attempt to win over a couple of Democrats to stop well, this nomination. You're not going to get it here. Yeah, you're not. You're, absolutely not. And you know what? Uh, unlike the Democrats that think that everyone who opposes them has slime in their closet, not everybody has slime in their closet. If you find slime, you should expose it. New York Times, mm. uh, Hunter Biden... You should expose it. And she's going to be a but don't make it up. terrible Supreme Court justice and be wrong on every single thing. But she is qualified for the job. Uh, she, it's similar to Kavanaugh, the way the Kavanaugh thing should have gone. 
which is like, okay, we disagree with everything you're going to say about the Constitution, but you're obviously qualified. That's Kavanaugh. That's her. But that doesn't mean you don't push back against those things and yeah. make sure that people understand where she stands. Because yeah. she's going to be, she does not respect these, the Constitution in the way that a Supreme Court justice should. These nominations have consequences. The best of the Glenn Beck program. I am surrounded by a new family of people who have their life back because of Relief Factor. Uh, I'm one of them. I was uh, uh, in pain and got to the point to where I just I couldn't do it anymore. I, <laughs> did anybody else feel like, you know, I just, I can't get up another day? Mm -hmm. um, we have our life back because of Relief Factor. It's not a television commercial. It's, uh, it's a group of real people with real results that had real pain. Try it yourself, Relief Factor. This guy when he started, completely bald. Look at him now. <laughs> Doesn't do anything for your hair. <laughs> but, it, but it will help you get out of pain. Give it a shot. Try the three week quick start. Doesn't work, move on. But we're here to tell you it works. Relieffactor.com. All right, I want to introduce you uh, to somebody. His name is John Henry Weston. He is the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSiteNews.com and host of the John Henry Weston Show. John Henry, how are you, sir? Glenn, very good to speak with you. In fact, it's an honor for me as one of the original pioneers against cancel culture. Uh, you're a real hero. Oh, wow, thank you very much. I wanted to talk to you about something that I don't think a lot of Americans know about. I think Catholics might, uh, but they uh, I don't know if they know what is happening and how important what is happening with the Pope. Uh, I believe this Friday. Can you take us through slowly and explain as you go along? Absolutely. So as, as you've covered, actually, very often, we have seen a global revolution for over the last hundred years, but, but especially in the last hundred years. And very often, heaven is very helpful in warning us of what's going on. Now, one of the things that I want to do is I want to encourage your listeners not to trust what I'm saying, to go and verify for themselves, because they can do that nowadays. Mm -hmm. So in 1917, there was the most stupendous public miracle in the history of the world after the resurrection and ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. It was in October of 1917, October 13th, in fact. And you can go and look at the newspaper's reports from all over Portugal. It happened in Coimbra, Portugal, in, in, um, in the, at the Cova de area at the time in Portugal. And uh, you can go and look at all the newspaper reports. Three shepherd children, poor as church mice, couldn't read, couldn't write, um, were receiving visions, actually, from heaven. Actually didn't know what they were seeing. First they saw an angel uh, in, 19, in the year before, and uh, teaching them to pray in reparation for sins being committed against our Lord, and all of the sins that we deal with normally. <clears throat> but in 1917, starting in May, they saw a woman from heaven, uh, they later learned that it was the mother of Jesus who appeared to them. She asked the three little kids to show up on the 13th of the month for six consecutive months. So they started this, 
And the rumors started to spread. They, you know, no one saw anything except for the little kids. But they would hear these messages. And they were secrets to be held and so on. One of the first messages, one of the first visions that they saw was hell. It was opened up before them, and they saw many people falling into hell. And they knew it was for all eternity and how horrible that was. And they were told that this is hell where the souls of poor sinners go. So this is what happens. I mean, this is unbelievable stuff seen by little children, 7, 8, and 10 years old at the time. And what happens is this gets more and more popular. You know, as things are, people are interested in the extraordinary. They, they think this is happening. But people are showing up, first by the hundreds, then actually by the thousands. Um, but all they're seeing is three little kids kneeling down in a field, middle of nowhere, and they're just praying. But they're saying all sorts of extraordinary things. And rumors start and rumors start. So eventually, thousands of people start coming, such so much so that the government at the time there, which was leaning communist against religion, hated the Catholic faith, wanted to do away with it. We're like, oh, we're disturbed. This is terrible. There's many people coming out to this nonsense. So in August, they forbid the three little kids, August 13th, they forbid them to going uh, to their normal appointment, if you will, at the COVID area with uh, the woman from heaven. And uh, they, they have to skip because they're, they're basically arrested, they're threatened. And then they go back and they're told that in October, there would be a miracle so that people could all believe what they're saying. And this is stupendous because the government at the time that, again, hates the faith and wants to disprove it, has seen these thousands of people. In fact, by September, tens of thousands showing up for this thing has decided, good, we'll let them show up in October because we know that this is all BS. And we'll let these little kids make a fool of the Catholic Church and we'll show everybody that this is all nonsense. And so the government doesn't restrict the crowds, but they also encourage the media of the time to mm. come. <laughs> so here it goes. And the media are ready to absolutely lambaste this and take it down as, as they're wont to do. And yet what happens? So come noontime when it was supposed to happen, it's raining cats and dogs. Already people are calling out what a sham this is. I'm sure the writers and the photographers are going nuts with <laughs> what a story this is going to be. It's really juicy. Here are these idiots standing out here in mud everywhere because it's in the middle of a field and it's just disgusting. And then the little kids kneel down in the middle of this mud and disgust. And uh, Lucy, one of the three kids, yells, look at the sun. The sun begins to spin, gyrate on its axis and then throw off various colors. And then it starts to dance in the sky, and then it comes hurtling toward the earth. So much so that people, now there's 70,000 people there, and there's reporters from everywhere photographing this. And you can see in the photos the rain, people all standing there in their umbrellas, and it was horrible, like a mud field. And then you, 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 what happens is the sun hurtles toward the earth. They think they're all going to die. People start kneeling down in the mud, screaming out their sins, saying, you know, repent, I repent, I repent, because they honestly think it's the end of the world. And then all of a sudden, just as fast as it started, and this, by the way, it only takes less than a minute. Everything goes back to normal. 
the sun goes back to where it belongs. Everything is back to normal, except one thing is weird. Everything is dry, like there was no rain. So it's a stupendous miracle witnessed by 70,000 people and photographed. And I would encourage your readers, to, your, your listeners, to go and check it out. Check out the newspaper articles. They're all over the net because it was so stupendous. But this was heaven's warning in 1917 about what was to come. So I want to read for you the exact words of the woman from heaven, Our Lady, as Catholics call her, or the Mother of Jesus, as she would be known popularly. She said, and this is the account from the three little kids, the, the oldest of whom was kept alive. Actually, Sister Lucy uh, joined a convent later and lived in Quamber, Portugal, uh, in the convent. Her little cousins, Jacinta and Francisco, both died at the time. Um, and they died of plague, and, and they suffered actually horrible deaths, but they offered up all of their sufferings in union with Jesus' own suffering on the class, cross to expiate or to, to, to repair, if you will, to console our Lord uh, for these outrages of the sins of mankind. John Henry, <clears throat> there are three secrets that, they were, that the kids were given, um, and the first two, I believe, have been revealed, and then the third one is the prophecy of nuclear war, or, or is that another? So, is that the second so, one? Yeah, it's a little bit complicated because of the way it's, it's worded. So the first secret would have been the vision uh, of hell that we already described. Okay. The next or second secret is what I'm about to read to you exactly, what the explanation of that vision was. The third secret, if you will, is uh, another vision that they receive, and then there's a missing part, because notice how with the first secret, or first was a vision, and then came part two explanation. Part three is another vision, except there's no explanation this time. Okay. And that is what is thought to be the missing component, and we'll get into that. Okay. So... These are the words directly from Our Lady, the Mother of Jesus, from heaven to the children. She said, You have seen hell, where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my immaculate heart. And that is the, you know, devotion to the heart of Mary, which beats for the love of Jesus. So, um, if what I say to you is done, she continued, Many souls will be saved, and there will be peace. The war is going to end. Now, this is the First, first world, world War. This is in 1917. So the war is going to end. But if people do not cease offending God, a worse one will break out during the reign of Pius XI. Now, that's very interesting because, of course, there is no Pius XI at the time. This is 1917, so they don't even have a Pius XI. And then she's obviously then predicting the Second World War. She says, and she goes on, To prevent this, I shall come to ask for consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart and the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. And I'll explain what that is in a minute. She says, and this is where the prophecies of doom come in. If my requests are heeded, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, 
she will spread her errors throughout the world, causing wars and persecutions against the church. The good will be martyred. The Holy Father, that means the Pope, will have much to suffer. Various nations will be annihilated. Mm. Okay. Then adds at the end, in the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and she will be converted, and a certain period of peace will be granted to the world. Okay, so who was the Pope during, first question, who was the Pope during World War II? The Pius Twelfth is the uh, Pope from, uh, I think it was 42, and very interestingly, he tries to do this. Now, in answer to Heaven's request, there have been a number of popes who tried. A lot of them didn't bother. Not, not a lot. There's only, we're only talking about, I believe, there's eight popes. But Pius XII tries. He could see the build-up, and in, in October 42 already, he does a consecration, but he doesn't do it exactly the way Our Lady requested. If you notice in the request, and... She said, I will come back to ask. When she comes back, it's, it's actually 1929. And I can read for you the request. She says, this is 1929, so now the first two children have died. Uh, Sister Lucy is in the convent, and our Lord appears to her and says, The moment has come when God asks the Holy Father to make in union with all the bishops of the world the consecration of Russia, uh, this is Our Lady, I'm sorry, the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart, promising to save it by this means. Now, the key words are, the moment has come when God has asked for the Holy Father, that's the Pope, to make, in union with all the bishops of the world, the consecration of Russia, the Mayanakian's heart. So here's the interesting part. So 1942, you have Pope Pius XII try it in, 19, in October 1st. So he tries it. He does a consecration, yes, of the world, not of Russia, and he doesn't invite the other bishops. Sister Lucy already starts to write, wait a minute, didn't work because he didn't do it exactly as was asked for. He tries it again in December, same thing, not involving all the other bishops, not mentioning Russia. In, in 52, in July of 52, he actually does mention Russia, but doesn't do it with all the other bishops. And so, you know, there's tries, but again, it's not done exactly. Now, to, to give an example of how severe it is to not do it exactly... I point you to recent articles. If you go to LifeSightNews.com and check these articles out. Recently, there were a couple of priests who were watching videos of their own baptism. And in the baptism, the priest baptizing these little children, who are later priests, says, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the right, Son. Right, right, right. And yet, it's invalid. Why? Because the words that Jesus taught for baptism that are used throughout the Scriptures are absolutely to be used and if they're not used properly, Correct. the baptism's invalid. It's supposed to be, I baptize you. Okay, so... But think of how small that is. So the wording is so super important. So let me take another break, and I'm going to come back. And now I want to ask you, what is the Pope doing? And is it because of, as you wrote in one of your articles, um, th- this, this plays a role somehow or another uh, with Ukraine, Kiev and uh russia something about that we think and the pope all of a sudden has said hey we have to do this what is he doing and is he going to do it right 
Um, and we'll we'll continue our conversation here in uh, just a second. You can read all of these stories on LifeSiteNews.com, LifeSiteNews.com. I know we have a lot of uh, Christians that listen to the program, a lot of people that are, are not Catholic. I'm not Catholic, um, but I think any time I do believe that God knows what's going on, we should put our faith in God and not in man. Uh, and any faith that is trying to appeal to heaven, we should uh, be aware of and pray for ourselves as well. Da, da, da. 